Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Wrestling fans, promoters, wrestlers, and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something new to be excited about. The Wrestling Fans International Association, the WFIA, is back. WFIA is an association that exists to promote, grow, and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. Your membership includes a free digital bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News newsletter, association updates, voting privileges, and much more. Please go to thewfia.org, that's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org, and become a member today. This is the Suplex Cyclone, Kurt Gannon, and you're listening to the WrestleVille Podcast with Vinny Berry. Don't forget, Suplex the World. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest today is Kurt Gannon, professional wrestler of 13 years. Kurt, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You a uh, very busy man in the sport of professional wrestling. Uh, tell uh, my listeners a little bit about... Uh, what you've been doing here lately, who you've been wrestling for, and and what do you guys got going on? Uh, well, I'm actually just making a return back from a tour tendon um, in my arm, so I'm just starting to get back in the mix of things. Um, uh, I last September, uh, it was it was kind of horrible timing because I just debuted at uh, NWA with the Control Your Narrative, and then about a I don't know, maybe a month after I was in mid-match and a guy jumped off the top rope, went to go catch him like I always do. And also something popped in my arm. And as soon as it happened, I knew something was wrong. Um, come to find out, I ended up tearing the tendon that connects from my forearm to my bicep and I uh, had to have surgery. And I was out uh, for a few months. They cleared me in January. But of course, you know, I had to get back in the ring, try to get back in the shape and all that good stuff. So uh, I just started stepping back in the ring uh, last month, like actual full on match uh, at Trailblazer Championship Wrestling in Kansas and the Kansas City area. Um, so that's kind of my hometown area. So it was nice to be able to have somewhere close to home to have my first match back. Since then, uh, went out to Oklahoma. We debuted uh, Wrestlers of Mass Destruction, which was supposed to debut last year. But again, bad timing because of my arm getting hurt. Um, that was pretty awesome. That was for Buzzsaw Championship Wrestling down in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Pretty awesome turnout. 
so we got some other stuff coming up in the works. Uh, we're looking to try to take a WMD, you know, further on the road, um, possibly out of the country. Uh, we're looking at Puerto Rico, Canada, other places, and hopefully get our way back to NWA when we're like a solid unit, which I don't think we're too far away from. So, but I think it's going to be, it, it's been something that everybody seems like a lot of people have been looking forward to seeing happen. And uh, so we're, we'll see where it goes. We'll talk a little bit about your partner who makes up the second half. My partner's Leo Fox. Uh, he's also a uh, part of a uh, control your narrative. Uh, Leo has, is still fairly new in the business. Uh, Leo started, uh, I think we're looking at two or three years now. So he's still pretty green. Um, but Leo has always been a part of wrestling in some way. Um, he kind of started off as like doing an announcing and stuff like that and was in the process of training. And uh, he he's out of uh, Oklahoma, but he he's like really advanced. Like he actually got on the control your narrative before I did. EC3 saw him at a show and was like, hey, you know, I want to bring you on. And then Leo was like, hit me up and he goes, Hey man, you'd fit in great here. Come on in. So let's come out for a tryout. So I went out, did my thing. And, uh, but Leo was a big part of helping me get on the control your narrative and kind of with WMD, what happened is we got booked as a tag match, just a random thrown together. And, and we, me and Leo have known each other for a while, but we never really thought about doing a tag until they did that. We, we were taking some promo pictures kind of for it and, I heard a bunch of the guys go, man, damn, he goes, that'd be an amazing tag team. Like, you guys would be brutal. And so we kind of tested the waters with that tag team that we just got, that tag team match we just got randomly thrown together, and uh, it clicked. And we were like, man, I think we got something here. So we're running with it now. But, yeah, Leo, Leo's, uh, Leo's actually helped me a lot, and I feel like I've helped him a lot with my experience, and I think we're just going to keep rolling with it. And, and you're you're a big guy. How big's how, how big's Leo? Leo is we're about the same weight. Um, Leo is uh, I think Leo's six one, six yeah, I see either six or six one. I'm five nine, but I'm two hundred and fifty pounds. So I'm I'm more your stockier, you know, Taz Rhino build, and you know, so I, I feel like we still complement each other pretty well. But uh, Leo is around the same uh, weight range as me, between two forty and two fifty, and uh, you know, we're we're looking just to try to get bigger and meaner too. So, <laughs> right, right. So for those who may not be familiar with your wrestling style, go ahead and describe it, and and tell us a little bit about your your background as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so. My singles career, I got dubbed the Suplex Cyclone for a couple of reasons. One, I live in Cyclone Alley, you know, Kansas City area. And, uh, and then the fact that my I'm pretty notoriously known for doing su- all different types of suplexes. I, I, I idolized guys growing up like Taz and, uh, you know, Kurt Angle and the Steiners, all these guys that threw suplexes. And I was like, man, you know, that'd be really cool to be able to do that style. So I, that was something I started working on. And also with, I have a martial arts background, so that helped, you know, being able to learn how to do all those throws and everything. But so my style is very rough, I would say, um, very shooter style. Uh, if I could, I get described as like, if you could take Samoa Joe and Taz and combine them, you get Kurt Gannon. <laughs> 
Yeah, but yeah, I have a background in martial arts. Um, I started uh, doing martial arts when I was 21. Uh, I'm 35 now, so I've been doing it for quite a while. Um, I've trained in all kinds of different things. My main martial art is Achille Arnis, um, which is kind of like modern Arnis. I've done judo, jiu-jitsu, sambo, um, tons of different things. I've been to many camps um, and trained with Hoist Gracie, Dan Severin. Um, and I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm like, you can't ever stop learning when it comes to martial arts or wrestling too, for that matter. Um, which actually I'm going to start doing Japanese jujitsu here before too long. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm very open-minded when it comes to learning and. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also too, you can adapt that into your wrestling style, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, and that's one of the things that I kind of love with wrestling is like, I've always been big on the guys that are, um, you know, you're make you believe that, Hey, they these guys are going to go out there and just murder people, you know, like Ken Shamrock, of course, Dan Severin, um, Brock Lesnar, uh, you know, Samoa Joe, you know, all these guys, um, Steve Blackman, um, you know, a lot of these guys that were just had a legit background that made you believe that these were like killers in the ring. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think, for me, you know, when I'm watching, I, I want to see the competition, right? And yeah, I want to, I want to see some Smash Mouth, right? But yeah, but boy, I tell you, when, when you see wrestling, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's on the marquee, right, it's like yeah. wow, you know, these guys. You know, I say it all the time. I says, you know, I'll, I'll be talking to someone. I say, hey man, I really like you because you can wrestle, and they'll be laughing, right? But yeah. you know you don't always see in every single match some real good old classic Matt style wrestling, you know, and it's nice. It's nice to see. Yeah, definitely. And I, I love, uh, you know, I love the brawler stuff, but yeah, I'm the same way. Like I, you know, I love guys like Kurt Angle that could go out there and wrestle and still look legit, you know? And, uh, but you know, those, that's, that's a big, you know, example of somebody that could, you know, actually wrestle and, you know, still, been the believability on all, all of it right absolutely yeah there's some there's some young ladies coming up on the scene that you know when i watch them i think wow man you know i mean if you look in you look into their background a little bit you'll see that they've wrestled in college and stuff like that and it shows for oh sure. yeah yeah definitely and and kind of the same thing too with the uh the martial arts background the mma background there's a lot of girls that are coming up um that have uh, done that i mean if you look at like wwe you have like shannon baszler who i think is a beast and she has a legit like mma background um over in nwa uh genocide um i don't know if you're familiar with her but she's I she's am. a beast too um but yeah then uh you know they've got that wrestling background um you know and people that have been in the olympics like you know ronda rousey she did judo in the olympics so i mean these are all women that have like you know legit background that are bringing it over and it 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 works really well. You know, it, it's hard to talk to you and not talk about your wrestling lineage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, wow. Just go ahead and talk to us a little bit about where you where you came from and where you where you were taught. Yeah, yeah. I actually started uh, when I was 18. Um, there was a guy that was a local indie wrestler that was doing some training. He actually owns a school out here in uh, uh, the Kansas City area now. But it was kind of just one of those things where I just wanted to do it. I didn't know where to start. And uh, I ended up getting with him uh, for a little while. And then from there, 
uh, I went to, I ended up going to Trevor Murdoch's school, um, which was out in Lenexa, Kansas for a while, while it was open. Trained with uh, Trevor. Trevor, Trevor's awesome. Trevor's old school. So Trevor, you know, Trevor believed in, uh, you know, making things a little rough on us. And, uh, but yeah, you know, Trevor obviously was in WWE. He's, he's in the NWA, he's a former NWA champion, former WWE tag team champion. He actually trained at uh, Dragon Gate over in Japan as well. Um, so from there, after the school ended up closing, I went and trained with Derek Stone. Derek Stone was actually the original head trainer for Harley Race's school. So he was like his first, like, you know, graduate, you know, the turn trainer. Derek actually helped train Trevor Murdoch. Um, so I uh, trained with Derek for quite a while and uh, learned a lot from them. Um, the guys that I, there's actually a school out here now um, owned by uh, uh, Trailblazer Championship Wrestling in Kansas City. Um, they're all guys that are, were trained by Harley and are, are you know, we're at the Harley school. Um, so uh, I, I go out there and I work with all of them. And these are guys that were doing it before me. So I'm still learning. Like I said, I, I you know, no matter how long I've been doing this, I always want to keep learning. I know there's always something to keep learning. So I go out there and I train with them and try to improve things. Um, but yeah, I have a, I feel like, my, you know, I, have a, I never had a chance to really train with Harley um unfortunately because his health was kind of going down when i started getting over to that side of things um so i I just didn't get that opportunity but i feel like my i do have a lineage that's kind of linked to them because of all these guys oh yeah absolutely absolutely you know i find i find pro wrestling very interesting in the in the fact like take trevor murdoch's career for a while or for for some time you know he had a had a great run in WWE and then you know it slowed for him you didn't hear a lot about him and then here he is like making a resurgence right and then you've yeah. got some guys you know you've been wrestling for a long time there's been a lot of guys wrestling for a long time and then sometimes when you hear about him you think oh this guy's new on the scene you know and it's like no he's not new on the scene he's been <laughs> he's been around 15 years right or he's yeah, you know yeah. And it, that's, to me, that's, it's, it's mind boggling, right? You know, why that, why that is, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, I've, I've, over the years, I've talked to some great wrestlers that never made it to TV and it didn't mean yeah. that they weren't good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, too, it's uh you know, it's kind of sometimes you just have to be in the right place, the right time. And you, and unfortunately, too, like I've known really good wrestlers. But the thing is, is they didn't want to, you know, put in the the time to make the drive or, you know, to drive to places and travel around the country and, you know, and do the things that they should have been doing and kind of get their names out there. And it's kind of unfortunate because there is a lot of talent that I've seen that I don't think will go anywhere just because of that and it's sad that it is like that but it is and uh yeah it's just one of those things that you know like with me i for example when i first started i wasn't as serious as i should have been at it so i things didn't really start picking up for me till later in my career uh just because i didn't put in the effort and the time and the money to you know make the drives and do the things that 
are not fun to do. Like, I mean, realistically, you know, in the beginning, you don't make any money. It, it, if anything, you lose money. Um, and sometimes those are just sacrifices you have to make. And, you know, and you, you have to think in the, you know, a lot of people don't think that, that or they just give me, they don't take in consideration that you have to make sacrifices too. Like that means not being home when you want to be home. Like, you know, and, and it can be hard for people, especially if they have families and kids and stuff like that. And, and, but I mean, those are things that you gotta, gotta do it to try to get somewhere. And unfortunately, like, it's just not pleasable to some people or it's just, you know, they just don't want to do it. So, yeah. so yeah, there is a lot to it that, uh, I mean, that I think there's guys that could go further. It's just, if they're able to, or if they want to, I guess is the best way to say it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I talk, I, I've been talking to some people and, and they'll all say, you know, move around, spread, you know, spread out your, your wrestling zone, right? Like, so yeah. if you wrestle here, you know, spread out, go this way. And, you know, and I see that is a common, uh, a common, I guess, characteristic that yeah for those who are successful right is that's yeah. one thing that they do they they take their their skill and their popularity to another area build that up move to another area and before you know it, you got all these three different areas talking about this person you know because yeah yeah they're trailblazing they're yeah and, and I, the thing that I like I always tell people that are starting off I tell them even if wrestling's big in your area don't confine yourself to your area. Like you got to get out. Like the best thing I ever did was get out of my area and move around the country. And, you know, that, that got me further out there and got me more known and got more eyes on me. And that's one of the main things that I always tell people, I'm like, do not stay in your area. Like, like I get it. You could like, you go to, if you're from Texas and you can, you can go everywhere in Texas because there's promotions everywhere. And, but I'm just like, if you confine yourself there, you're not getting the exposure that you should be getting. Granted, you'll get exposure, but it's just going to be mostly in that area. You know, you'll, you might get lucky and be one of those, like, I don't know, TikTok sensations or Instagram, whatever, and get something shared out there. But I mean, that's like what one out of a million, like, you know, so, and even those ones that get the trending videos, how long does that last until it just there it's gone again, you know, so you got to get out, got to keep moving. Yeah. Until that video is replaced by another trending video. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And one thing that I thought about when you were talking about moving around to different areas, uh, a prophet's not a hero in his hometown. Oh yeah. Yep. Exactly. I mean, that is 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 sad yeah it's sad but true i mean yep exactly and the, you know it's funny because i always mention that all the time because i'm like i'm like you know like being here in kansas city they're always about like all the like you know some of the you know you know the bigger um like teams and stuff but i'm like none of these guys were like hometown homegrown people you know like you know for instance the chiefs are huge in kansas city obviously football none of them were from kansas city right. <laughs> so, so yeah uh so yeah you're definitely right on that and yeah and i think another thing is too is like you know if i live in the same city as you i say well i can see kurt gannon anytime i want to exactly right yeah there's a i i i obviously know some guys out in st louis but they always talk about how they just see randy orton all the time just like 
you know, driving around, they just talk to him randomly and it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, that's hilarious. It cracks right. me up. But yeah, definitely. Let's talk about the control your narrative. What's going on with that promotion and talk to us a little bit about it. I know there was a tour last year. Yeah. So some of it I can't really talk about because it's going to be behind the scenes stuff, but there was some stuff that happened and basically EC3 had to pick up the parts. We were going to do a big tour last year and that kind of fell through. Um, We lost some of the guys that went back to WWE. You know, when Triple H kind of took the reins on everything, he started bringing a lot of these guys back. But, you know, EC3 kind of got left with picking up the parts and trying to get everything together. Um, I know EC3, see, EC3, I love EC3, and uh, he's he's a very keep-to-himself kind of guy. So when he's working on stuff, he just kind of says... Oh, hey, I'm working on stuff in silence and you know, I'll keep you updated, which he always does. Like, and I, he always, you know, the updates us at some point, but, uh, you know, he's kind of working on some stuff right now behind the scenes and uh, we're waiting to see kind of what happens from there. Um, I know he's been working with Billy Corgan a lot over in the NWA and, uh, kind of, uh, you know, meshing control your narrative with the NWA. Um, so we've seen some of the, our guys have like showed up on there um, since we debuted uh, last year. So uh, I think the, the goal was, you know, don't quote me on this. I think the goal was to kind of like do something with Billy and the NWA in the long run, but I mean, we'll see where that goes. Uh, I know EC3 has signed with them, but at the same time, you know, NWA is one of those promotions that you can still do your stuff to outside of NWA. They don't hold you like WWE does where you're doing just the, you know, restricted to their stuff and their stuff only, but yeah, so we'll kind of see what happens and kind of go from there. You know, we're all, we're all still a big family. We all still, we're all still CYN family. We all keep in contact and all that stuff. And, you know, we go out there and we still rep what we are, you know, and that's kind of a, it's not just a promotion. It's a state of mind of, you know, you're actually, you know, the whole idea is that it's people that are taking their lives and taking control of their lives. And that's kind of what we represent is that this is control your narrative. So. Yeah. I'm talking to quite a few of the, CYN guys, Dante Smiley and Fodder, Jake Logan, you know, so yeah, I've had the opportunity to talk to them uh, several years ago. I think when I, when I first started my website, I had the opportunity to uh, interview, uh, well, not really, I wouldn't call it an interview, C- EC3, but mm-hmm. I, it was, I got to ask him a question and what happened was, uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't prepared to to interview him because I I didn't think <laughs> I'd just have the opportunity, right? I had uh, some questions written out for, you know, I had some questions for some wrestlers in mind and uh when I got there, uh those those wrestlers weren't available, but he goes, "EC EC3 is right there. Go talk to him." So <laughs> I walked over there and introduced myself and uh really it was cut off guard and so the first first thing out of my mouth was well obviously you work out talk a little bit about your your uh your <laughs> philosophy of working out and he goes dude if you worked in your underwear you'd work out too <laughs> and that was it that sounds, that sounds exactly like what he would say he cracks me up like uh, he's 
he something else like he's highly intelligent he really is highly intelligent like just listening to him like speak and stuff like how he like says things and everything he's very intelligent but yeah he's he's he cracks me up though he's he's funny he's one of those guys too that he'll say something very straight-faced but it's funny you know? <laughs> but he'll keep a he'll keep a like straight face the whole time while he's saying it but yeah he's a good dude he was one wrestler that I was really excited to see in WWE, right? Yeah. Who, again, you know, I, I I was left with that feeling of, golly, man, they didn't use him right. Yeah. And, and when he showed up to WWE, I was just thinking, I'm like, man, that he needs, he's going to be like their top heel. He's got to be like, he's phenomenal at it. And uh, yeah, they just kind of dropped the ball. So yeah, and then uh, he was part of that cut um, in what in 2020, and he was out with an injury when that happened. So um, you know, it just was a crappy situation. So, but I mean, I, I I know he really like loves Billy, and Billy's great. Billy's probably one of the nicest dudes like ever to be in a position like that as a promoter. Um, very welcoming, um, you know. It and he's just a, and like I said, just a great dude. I'm pretty sure he's enjoying being there in NWA and working with Billy. Um, but yeah, definitely. They definitely dropped the ball and, but he's, he seems to be really doing the the heel stuff over there and it's going great from what I'm seeing so far. So. What do you think, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's several things, but what do you think uh, it is that Billy's doing with the NWA that is bringing it success? You know, because I think when he came out, a lot of people, you know, well, what's he going to do and how's he going to do it? And he came out with the 20 year plan. And remember that? And a lot of people gave him a hard time about that. But, you know, if he's building Rome, he's doing it one block at a time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I feel like Billy's actually really smart on how he's doing things. Um, You know, (sighs) A lot of people were complaining about like Tyrus getting the NWA championship. By the way, I love Tyrus. Like I worked Tyrus a uh, few years ago in, in Nashville. Me and him were a one-on-one match. Um, but yeah, he's a good dude. And uh, but anyways, um, you know, they put the they put the NWA championship on him. And I'm like, you know, people were complaining. I'm like, how is that a bad idea? The guy is on a TV show, a daytime popular TV show on the new, it's like a news channel show. Um, I can't remember what the what it's called, but you know what I'm talking about, right? His, his yeah. show. And I'm like, it's getting exposure. The guy's taking the NWA title with him on the show. And people are curious about this and people were turned starting to tune in more. Um, but I think he just, he just, he has a good mind on like, what's going to bring exposure um, to nwa uh you know and i feel like nwa has brought back the more old school style which a lot of people have missed um you know and not knocking any of the the newer guys you know doing you know their thing you know but like aew you can't even compare it to nwa it's two different types of products like you have guys that are in AEW, they're doing all the high spots and all the crazy stuff and, you know, flips and all kinds of stuff. You're not really seeing that as much in NWA. You'll see it here and there, but it's more old school mentality, um, which, like I said, again, I feel like a lot of people missed. You know, these are guys going out there at the old school mentality of uh, we're going to tell a story why we do this. Um, and that's, you know, 
like I said, something I feel like it's not as common anymore. I so I, I feel like that has piqued people's interest to kind of really tune into NWA and see what's going on. Yeah, I think I think that's what I like about it, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it re it reminds me of the territory days, you know, it was like tuning into world class or maybe mid south or something like that. You know, it's Yeah, exactly. That's what it and reminds it, me of. They're bringing back a, you know, a lot of the traditional stuff like they got the Crockett Cup um that's coming up. Uh you know, he's brought a lot of the traditional NWA titles back, you know, he's he's working with companies too that he can put all big shows with like he just recently did the AAA you know, common, uh, combined show with, uh, NWA. So, yeah, yeah. I think Billy's very smart on how he's doing stuff. And and like you said, you, you can't build Rome in a day. And I think he's doing a hell of a job of building it up. So just from the little bit that it was to what it is now. Yeah, absolutely. So Kurt, how can fans find you and, and Leo on social media? How can they find you? Uh, so right now I need to get a page started. I, I try to be the one that keeps up on like all the social media stuff, but I'm trying to get the page started for WMD. Um, right now, um, Leo and I both have our own Facebook, uh, Leo, Fa Leo Fox, and then, uh, Kurt Gannon. Um, you just, you can put those in and find us pretty easily. I do have a like page on my own. It's just Kurt Gannon. Um, I also have Instagram uh, at CG Suplex Cyclone. Also on Instagram, uh, TikToks, Kurt Gannon, Leo Fox, Twitter, Suplex the World on Twitter. Got to remember because I got all these different like names. I should just make it one and make it easy so I don't have to remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you keep up with it. I know, right? And then uh, Leo, uh, same thing on Twitter, the sober, the sober slugger. So, yeah. All right. Well, hey, man, it has really been a uh, a pleasure talking to you. I've enjoyed meeting you and getting to know you a little bit. And uh, I'm really glad that I was introduced to you. And hopefully we can do this again. Definitely, man. I had a lot of fun. And thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. Tracy Smothers, Harley Race, Tim Storm, Bushwhacker Luke, Bobby Fool. The Pro, Pro Wrestling Vault, Volume one. 1, Bill Dundee, Super Mex Hernandez, C.W. Anderson, Ricky Morton, Sir Moe, and many others share their stories of determination, triumph, and, and sorrow. sorrow. Get your book today at Russellville.com or at Amazon.com. Russellville, Russellville. It's a wrestling, wrestling.